Hello, listener, and welcome to Straight Shot Health Talk. This is the podcast that provides honest and straightforward information about health, wellness, and how to survive our crazy healthcare system. This is for people who want to focus on getting well instead of just treating symptoms. Sound like you? Then let's get started. All right, folks, welcome back to another episode of Straight Shot Health Talk. This is your host once again, Dr. Kevin Kukaro, and I have a great guest with us today. His name is John Holt, and he is coming to us from Tulsa, Oklahoma, where he has a gym and is also the founder and creator of PrimalTraining.net. John is a martial artist, a certified trainer, a sports nutritionist. He wears a bunch of different hats, got a great story. Let's let him start off right now. Hey, John, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. All right. Can you, you know, you have so many hats. We were just talking about this, so many things that you're doing in here. Can you give the listeners a little bit of a background about who you are and what it is that you're doing now? Uh, sure. Well, um, you know, I'm a certified strength and conditioning coach, and, uh, you know, I'm currently, you know, a speaker, and I do a lot of training. Um, my educational background is pretty varied. You know, my martial arts uh, consists of several instructorships. Um, you know, as you said, you know, I've, I've kind of done every facet of the fitness industry that you can think of. Everything from being the baseline trainer at a commercial gym to uh, being an owner. So, you know, currently I'm just focusing on um, trying to expand my reach and help as many people as I can. Awesome. Awesome. So sometimes when people have a mission, then they want to touch as many people as they can. There was a there's a reason for it. There's something you often will have happened in your life. There was a transition point, or were you always just always interested in health from a young age and had perfect health and were one of those guys that were working out since you were ten? Oh, I, I wish you know. Um, <laughs> actually, you know, starting out, I was I was a bookworm. I was a skinny kid. You know, I was kind of the nerdy, quiet guy who sat in the corner and read books. And uh, you know, about fifteen years old, I discovered martial arts training. And I got specifically into Muay Thai kickboxing, and it just ignited a fire in me. Um, the first time I did it, I just decided that was going to be a career for me in some capacity. So I began training uh, very hard. Um, definitely was longer the skinny kid after a few years of working. And over the course of several years of com- uh, fighting competitively, uh, I actually had a shot at the world title. So uh, you know, I- I'm obviously trained for that. Get- getting ready. The and, world, uh, I mean, excuse me, day, the world title in Thai kickboxing? In Muay Thai kickboxing, that's right. Wow, was that in Thailand or was that here in the States? Uh, it was a, it was a, a American-based world title. So oh. it, it was, uh, yeah, it was, here, it was here in the States, but the, uh, the competition was international. Wow, wow, wow. And to, for those of you who are, who are listening may not know what Muay Thai is, Muay Thai is a martial art outside of Thailand, and it is known for its brutality. In fact, if I'm remembering correctly, a lot of those fighters get really banged up, sometimes crippled before they're even 30 years old. Is that true? Uh, that's a very distinct possibility. And, you know, my, my strongest point was I was too dumb to know when I was hurt, so I was able to keep going. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so what happened with that, so, then? You fought the... Well, uh, you know, I'm getting ready for my title shot. Uh, that basically, at that point, had been just a huge dream of mine. And one day I get up from my morning run, and I go to step out of bed, and pain just lightning bolts down my spinal column. Um, I was born with scoliosis, which for those of you who may not know, it's a genetic condition, and it made my spine more predisposed to injury than most people. And so, uh, you know, I go to the doctors and they tell me there's no treatment, uh, there's no cure, and I'm going to have chronic pain and I have to retire immediately. 
so uh, I, it was pretty depressing. It was a pretty a pretty big wall that I had hit. And so, um, I'm sorry. I was going to say what 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 pulled you out of that then? So you were, I mean, that must have been rough. You're going to train for this world title fight, and then you're not going to you didn't fight it. I'm assuming. Yeah, it, it was devastating. I had to basically stop all training. Uh, the pain was bad enough. A light jog was just caused severe pain, so I couldn't do anything active. And that had been my my release and you know kind of my go-to thing for a long time. So I got into a bit of depression. Um, I started stress eating. I didn't take care of myself. That lasted a little over a year. And uh, I just remember at one point I looked in the mirror and I saw, you know, pretty much um, I was looking kind of like one of those before and after fitness model pictures that they show on TV, but I was in reverse. Mm-hmm. I was getting way worse. Uh. And I decided that, you know, enough was enough. Um, I had been told that I couldn't fix my condition, but I was going to do whatever I could to improve it. So that's when I started getting my certifications as a trainer and a conditioning coach and a nutritionist. And I started learning as much as I could about the health and wellness industry. And uh, through that, I learned about functional strength training and devised a program. It was a little bit slow going at first. You know, I, I, uh, I couldn't do a whole lot, but I kept going, kept pushing through it. And within about six months, I wake up one day pain-free for the first time in almost two years. Oh, wow. So did you, when you, were, when you started this then, I'm going to return just at that moment of transition where you kind of, you were in that depression, you were stress eating, you were the you know, basically the before picture of a before and after. And right. what was it like? I mean, can you, I mean, people often say, well, I, enough was enough. And I, and I, I knew I had to change something, but can you kind of revisit that day at all? Do you remember, was there a situation there? Was there an event that happened? Something that triggered that change in you? Uh, yeah. You know, starting at the very beginning of this whole transition, um, I was constantly frustrated, angry, um, I kind of lost my sense of self-worth because, you know, I looked at myself as a fighter, and that's how I judged myself. So it, it caused me to kind of give up for a while. Um, I, I, I had a total lack of motivation, and I was getting kind of a um, dichotomy myself because I knew I was going way short of my own potential, but uh, I also had a bit of an apathy for my depression. So, you know, basically, uh, I still remember that the, the quote that I read from Jim Rohn that really got me motivated to make a change and basically what he says is we must all suffer from one of two pains the pain of discipline or the pain of regret the difference is discipline weighs ounces and regret weighs tons oh yeah I could, that's a that's a great one love that so you decided yeah, that, that really got my mind so at that point then you decide you know i'm going to take control of my health i've had multiple people tell me that i can't do it um and did you find that you were actually instead of living in sickness sort of focusing more on a future in health health and hope or I don't want to put any words in your mouth but I'm just kind of listening to the story here and it's it's an interesting transition there yeah and and a big part of it was you know basically it was a game of six inches which is I mean that space between my ears I went from saying this is me this is what I am to I can change this and it's just a matter of time and just changing my outlook on what could be down the road. And that's what made the biggest difference for me in the beginning, for sure. Fantastic. That makes uh, makes a lot of sense. So once you made that decision and you did that change, as you said, between the ears, you know, you changed your brain, really thought to change the way that you were looking at and approaching your health. What were your first steps then next? What, what did you say? What is my next thing that I need to do? Well, my first step, since I had been, you know, very lethargic and, and had kind of shied away from taking care of myself, 
at first I just had one rule, and that was do something every single day. I didn't even have any set um, parameters past that. If it was go for a walk or just you know get moving, get back in the habit of every day taking care of myself. And then obviously as that became an everyday automatic habit, I started to refine it and figure out what I actually needed to do specifically to really get to my next level. Awesome. So you started with movement first then, and then did you move towards diet after you had that habit established? Yeah, I've actually found through experience, both with myself and others, that once you start training regularly and putting your body through some resistance training, you, you crave healthier foods. Your body needs good fuel, and you naturally want it. So from the training, you know, I progressed into refining my diet, making sure I was getting the right fuel I needed for my training, and it all started to snowball from there. Fantastic, fantastic. And so you said six months later, uh, you woke up one day and, and you're like, didn't have pain. Now, this is from, from a pain physician standpoint, I always find this interesting because sometimes you may not even know when the pain goes away. And then you have, when you remember it, did you feel it again? Or was it, or did you, did you remember that pain? And then, and you're just like, wait, I'm, I haven't had any, I'm not having any pain now. And you didn't have any sense. Does that make sense? Yeah, basically. I mean, I remember the exact moment it used to be when I, you know, when I wake up from, you know, sleeping, I, I would be really sore and, and tight. My muscles would ache. Uh, my joints hurt most specifically in my neck and in the cartilage of my sternum. Just, it was arthritic. It killed me. And I just remember one day I didn't have to ease out of bed. I popped up and there was no discomfort. I was able to move and uh, I haven't had an issue since. Awesome. And from that moment in time, what did you do next? I mean, uh, how long ago was that, by the way? That was about 10 years ago. Oh, okay. So this was not something so, yeah, that just happened. This is, you sustained it. No, no, no. Yeah, this, this has been quite a journey. And like I said, I, I haven't noticed any issues since. And, uh, you know, once I was able to start endure more intense training, um, I got back into the martial arts. But uh, this time I decided I would do better as an instructor. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I started training, and I, I absolutely loved it. But I also realized that just working with a small uh, specialty demographic like martial arts um, would limit me from helping many people from what I learned. So from there, I started actually doing personal training and working with the general population. Uh, within a year of that, I'd open my own facility. And just the unique perspective I gained from learning both martial arts methods and weight training techniques allowed me to see this huge gap in the general fitness industry where people were so focused on aesthetics that they didn't pay attention to functional movement and how to improve quality of life and things like that. So that's when um, I started really trying to expand my training and, and you know, address those problems that I was seeing. And what, what results were you seeing with your, uh, with your clients then when you started this new style of training? Well, you know, um, it's a very, very group. You know, I had people who were everything from professional athletes to someone in their, you know, mid-70s just wanting to, to look and feel a little better. And the things I found is that the principles of functional strength, where my focus was more on improving their quality of life versus making sure they get bigger arms or six-pack abs, just focusing on, on improvement of their overall quality of life, it, it works for everybody. Everybody saw results, and um, I got positive feedback across the board. So we're using this term of functional strength. Can you just take a moment and, and explain what that means? Uh, yeah, sure. So a lot of fitness programs, especially the more traditional bodybuilding type, you know, their main goal is to pretty much improve the aesthetics of your body. You know, get your arms bigger, get your legs shaped a certain way. And that's really as far as they go with their mindset of end goal. And, uh, you know, with that, I see things like, um, you know, machines um, have actually been shown 
through uh, experiments through biomechanics that over time, using uh, machines only for your strength training, you actually get neural degradation of your body. So you're going in the wrong direction. You might get bigger uh, muscles and it might look better, but you're actually losing functionality of your body. So the way I train, I want to transfer over to your everyday life. You know, if, if you're a grandparent and you have a grandson who loves to play with you, if you cannot go out there and play with them all day long because of physical limitations, this kind of training is going to translate over to being able to do that more effectively or, you know, whatever you do with your day-to-day life, uh, the goal is to improve that through training and depth. Fantastic. It just makes it sound like you're, you're, it's a healthier sort of training because you're focusing on living rather than focusing on looks. And uh, it's almost like buying a, a really great car that's going to last you a long time and you can use every day and enjoy it every day versus enjoy, you know, buying the, the fancy sports car that will break down and needs special oil and doesn't perform as well on the regular road like another car does. Is, is that kind of a, a poor analogy we can say? Oh, that's great. Yeah, I mean, you're integrating it into part of your lifestyle, not just another chore you have to go knock out three, three or four times a week. So it's, it's a totally different mindset. I mean, you know, I keep saying that, but the way you approach training, you know, in your head is really the most important part. It's how you look at it. If you look at it as a chore that you have to just get through, you're going to get, you know, half the results you would as if it was just part of your lifestyle and it's something that's helping you in everything you're doing. It's suddenly not so, such a tedious chore. You're actually enjoying it and you're looking forward to going in every day. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. So if you had to go back in time then, and I asked this from for a number of different people, is you know, that moment in time when you were up for that world championship and you were going to do that fight, and what, let's just say you know, magically you never woke up with that pain that stopped you from that fight. Would you go back and change that? Would you, would you if you could, would you go back and fight that fight because if there was no pain at all, or would, do you think the lessons that you've learned since then are more important than that fight would have been? Well, you know, um, I was with my office when it first happened. It just devastated me. To me, that was just the end of the world. But um, looking back now with some hindsight, I wouldn't change it. I mean, steel's only strong because it's tempered with fire. And there's just so many aspects of myself that wouldn't have developed the way that they did unless uh, I had that strike. You know, I, I definitely don't want to have an easy life because I'd never learned from it. And, and I think that's an important point is often when we have these really tough life issues, there's a choice. I like to tell people you can either choose to learn from it or you can choose to just live in it. And that learning aspect, I mean, that's a lot of the things that we, we gain from life is these challenges that we have, overcoming them so that we can become better people. So I just you have a great story. I am just love hearing what you're saying. I love the mindset part. Uh, I love the part where you're talking about do something every day. Uh, we hadn't talked about this at all, folks. And these are these are principles that we espouse here on Straight Shot Health Talk is you, making a healthy life comes from things that you do every day. And it's not nearly as complicated as sometimes we would like to think. So, John, what else what else can you tell us about health and movement and, and how to maximize our, our day-to-day activities? There's a couple of um, lesser-known things that I utilize. Did I lose you? Or have a long exhausted. I may skip a John, we're having a little bit of problem here. Long work, medication, and those two habits have hey, John. had phenomenal results with, with me. Yes. Yeah, so we, we dropped a little bit. So I lost half of that conversation. Could you start at the beginning there? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay, sorry um, about that. I was, not a problem. So I was saying, uh, basically, you know, if, if I've had a long day or I'm, I'm physically exhausted, I may skip a weight training session here and there. 
but there's two daily habits that I simply do not skip ever, and uh, that's Qigong work and daily meditation. And I find those two things um, have a widely known right now, but um, I think everyone would benefit from making that a habit. From the Qigong and meditation? Yes, for sure. I mean, basically, you're working the internal aspects of health, not just the external at that point. Um, there's a, a trainer named Paul Check who I'm a huge fan of, and Paul Check has a great concept. He talks about you either work out or you work in, and that's not really um, well known right now. But basically, what he's saying is the definition of working out would be you know training in such a way that you're getting sweaty, you're getting tired, your muscles are getting really worked, and you know that, that you need that. That's very important for overall health but that does put some tension and stress on the body. If you feel run down, if you don't feel like you can give it a, a genuine hard effort, you go to working in. And working in is pretty subjective. You basically find an activity that is going to rejuvenate you. So maybe it's going for a walk, maybe it's doing yoga. But you know, every day you take an honest assessment and you work out if you can. If you need to rejuvenate your body, you do what's working in. And you find those things that are going to make you feel like your batteries are recharged. And I think that's a, uh, one aspect of physical training that a lot of people kind of miss out on. No, I, I, I completely agree with you. There is the data behind meditation. And, and folks, it, it's I, sometimes I have, a, I, I have trouble bringing up the word meditation because people immediately start thinking woo-woo and chakras and gongs and whatever, chanting in, in circles. But meditation, and, and you can correct me on this, John, if you have any other insights, but for meditation that I do is it can be as simple as focusing on your breath. And these benefits for meditation are absolutely huge. And then just like, like you were talking about, John, you know, I've noticed when, when I started doing my own meditation, I had problems with chronic insomnia for years. And while I still have trouble with sleep here and there, my sleep is so much better now than it has ever been. And uh, it's, it's more challenging in a lot of ways, but it, it makes a huge, huge impact in your, in your life. And I wish we could almost find a different way to call it something other than meditation because, you know, some people just won't start it simply because they hear that word meditation and they think that they're going to have to burn incense or something. Exactly. It's mindfulness. It's awareness. There's so much that's subconscious that when you get a conscious awareness of all aspects of both your body and just the way your psyche is working, I mean, you're taking control. And when you have control, you can make changes. If something's going on and you're not even aware of it within yourself, there's no way you can change it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you do daily meditation every day, daily qigong, and what is, any other habits that you try to hit consistently on a day-to-day basis? Uh, definitely joint mobility. You know, I don't just try to work muscles. I try to do things about my tendons and ligaments because that's one of the keys to longevity, overall health. You know, um, if you have strong muscles and your tendons are weak, that's a weak link in a chain. And when that chain gets stressed, that weak link is going to snap. So I try to focus on, you know, once again, beyond aesthetics, but how are my joints? How's my body? How's my, my mobility? You know, that's something I try to really be aware of on a constant basis. So are you doing more of a stretching movement or, um, you know, I don't, I, don't, I don't do a lot of stretching, unfortunately. So, so tell me a simple stretch that, that uh, we could all do. I'll give you one. It's, it's, a, it's a great one for people to instantly, instantly fix your flexibility to some extent. So everyone knows how to do a standard bend over toe touch, right? That's mm-hmm. not a, a difficult stretch. You stand, you know, flat footed, you lean forward and try to touch your toes. Most people, uh, mainly because the way of our society works now, they sit all day, you know, then they go home and they sit on a couch if they're not physically active. That long-term sitting stresses out the back and it puts a lot of tension in your hips. 
you lose the ability to even bend over and touch your toes. You can actually fix that within just a few breaths. So what I mean by that is you bend over and you do your basic toe touch. You go down to you feel just a little bit of a stretch and a pull, not to the point of pain. And then all you do is you tense your fists and your glutes hard as you can for about a count of five seconds. You exhale your whole body and relax, and you're going to find you're going to get a little bit farther down. You do that three to five times, you're still going to have added three to five inches to your range of motion for your toe touch. And so that's a real simple way that you're basically taking control of your body and forcing tension out so you can get your mobility back. Fantastic. So I'm going to just summarize that again. And so you're basically going to bend over and try to touch your toes. And you don't have to touch your toes, but get as far as you can. Then when you're at that right. end, you're going to tighten up your fists and your butt, correct? That's right. And then you're going to let it go, exhale, let a long break out, and then try to go a little bit farther and then repeat that two or three times? Exactly. And, you know, what you're doing is you're finding points that are basically subconscious tension if your awareness isn't quite there with your body and you're, you're getting rid of that, that tension that you're subconsciously constantly holding inside you. And the more you can release tension, the, the healthier you are, the better you're going to feel, both physically and psychologically. Um, release of tension through breath is a huge benefit that I really emphasize with my clients. Fantastic. I'm going to do that when we're done, actually, because I feel like I've been sitting here all day. All right. That's right. Uh, well, you know, we're hitting the 20-minute mark here, John. I don't want to – I know you're busy. I know you are working long hours and doing all sorts of stuff. Is there anything else that you want to tell the listeners here? Well, you know, like I said, I want to help as many people as possible. So um, I'd like to mention that I do have a fitness patent that's poised to launch at the end of 2014. Um, that's the cell. And it's basically a weight that utilizes instability through uh, the inertia of the water inside of it to uh, basically force your core to constantly have to work and improve your overall balance. So um, I'm wanting to get that out there and, like I said, do what I can to help as many people as I can with that. And if you uh, need more in-depth uh, exercises or stretches that we've talked about, you can always uh, find my material at primaltraining.net. Fantastic. Primaltraining.net. And you have a Facebook page, I think, as well. Primal Training, is that correct? Final training Facebook page. That's right. All right. And uh, awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, thank you so much, John. This has been a pleasure. And, and uh, this was a great interview. We went into a lot of different areas I did not anticipate at all. And you touched on some great, great concepts there, folks. I think we've heard some of these before. And as we do these interviews, I, I do want you guys to pay attention to what they're, these commonalities that we have. We've had John who's talked about his problems with pain and how he changed. And one of that first part was that mental switch when you make a strong decision to change and knowing that you can change. Um, some of our past interviews, very, very similar, but in different ways. And so I, I think in, in some ways we can say it's the deciding that you're going to make that change, deciding what you're going to make your daily habits. And it's not necessarily as important what the initial first step you take is, but that you make that first step. So you know, John, thank you so much for being here today. And uh, we'll it was a to, pleasure. I really enjoyed it. We'll hope to talk to you again soon. All right, you guys, stay well. Oh, I look, look forward to it. Thanks.